Welcome to the Companion Chapel. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area, beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Friday, February 26, 221 day, wrapping up the month of February here. It was a cold one, that's for sure, and it's cold today, but at least it's sunny, it's a gorgeous day outside. With the book of Isaiah today, chapter 50 and probably 51, Isaiah meaning the salvation of Yahweh, salvation of your father Jehovah, prophecy that was written for today, written prophecy that is more relevant to these times right now than ever before. All God's prophecies occur and develop in preliminary and partial happenings, for example, to us before they become fulfilled and permanent. Isaiah's voice and pen, but God's words. Please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. Help magnify and broadcast God's saving word. This podcast is only possible through your donations. Please give it up for God at companionchapel.com Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. You are encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address companionchapel at gmail.com or come on by for a Bible study to number 338 Side Road 28-29RR5 Paisley, Ontario, Canada NOG2G O. And the phone number here is 519-706-8876. Now please turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 50. And this is the greatest thing. And, you know, further in the book of Isaiah, we talk about the people that um, can cross the breach or make the breach possible. And this is the cause of the breach between good and evil, right and wrong, and heaven and hell. And here we go. Chapter 50, verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have you sold yourselves, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. You did it to yourself, okay? You thought you knew better and became a sellout to the ways of the world. Mommy can't help you now. You choose a worldly prison to live in, and God's hand is there. He will show you the way out of any prison. The prisons of egotism and sensual lust and blame, regret, entitlement. The prisons of bitterness and anger and arrogance and aggression. But what's being said here is blaming God for things and all the pain and suffering and evil of the world. What God's saying is, well, I didn't divorce you. I I didn't put you away. I didn't sell you to anybody. You did it to yourself. You became a sellout. That's what God's saying. And God explains more too. Wherefore, when I came, was there no man? And when I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem? Or have I have no power to deliver? Behold, at my, my rebuke, I dry up the sea. I make it the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stinkies because there is no water and dieth for thirst. I clothe the heavens and with blackness and I make sackcloth their covering. Well, the last part of this verse is Almighty God, the power of God. He's the creator. Okay. What, what he what he thinks and what he thinks is best that will be done and he will do it. But the first part of this verse goes, um, when Christ came, where were the remnants of truth? Where's your Bible teachers? Are they in the churches? Not, not at all. You're lucky if you have one church out of a hundred that will teach you the Bible. Like this church here, we teach the Bible, or I teach the Bible, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And it's for understanding because I love you and that's the way you teach the Bible. That's what God did. That's what Christ did when he went into the churches. You know, he walked into the churches, some of them, and he started flipping tables, picking fights. And he walked up to the lead clergy and said, you are of your father, the devil. 
And then did Jesus run out? Was he looking around? Were, the, were his um, disciples keeping six at the door going, come on, the cops are coming? No, he went up behind the pulpit and taught the Bible. He's teaching, for example, to us. You know, when he says, wherefore, when I came, there was no man. I called none to answer. The Lord is always knocking at your conscience. And he's offering you the key of David to unlock these scriptures because the scriptures are locked. And always remember, judicial blindness always follows persistent unbelief, imaginative criticism, and chronic disobedience. You will not understand this word that is written until you submit with unquestioned obedience to your Lord, and he will allow you that key of David. And if there's any proof of that, it's in me. Because I was not a very good Christian for many years. Not a Christian at all. And we all walked in those ways. And I give it up for God. I give my, I give my will over to the Lord. What did I get for that? Did I get a big brand new house with a lawn and a pool in the back and a couple cars in the front? No. I got the key of David to unlock these scriptures where I'm going to share it with everybody to the day I die. Uh... Yeah, living in grinding poverty with no electricity, no running water. The key of David is worth way more than those things or ways of the world. Sure, it'd be nice to have running water and electricity, but when the Lord, when the Lord wants me to have that, the Lord will allow it. Verse 4, the Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned. Now, this is, this is Messiah. These are mes all about Messiah here, our Lord Jesus Christ. This is all prophecy. And this came to pass, and it's, it's not fulfilled and permanent yet, but a lot of this is fulfilled. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning, he wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. Jesus Christ is your Sabbath. That means you rest in him daily. That's what Sabbath means. He's your comforter. He's your rock. And to the weary, yeah, in that time when they've just worn themselves out, walking in their own prisons, always, all, there's uncountable ways of man that has plans that seemeth right, they seemeth good, but they all end in death if it's outside the word of God. And people just wear themselves out trying to find their own way. Okay, the Lord God hath opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. Yeshua, Jesus Christ, is the only one. He was blameless. He was the only one worthy. No guile, no malice, no corruption was found in him. He was blameless. He did not sin. No one could say they saw him sin. And the world hated him. They tortured him, humiliated him, and killed him. And never forget, well, we're going to say more about this in a minute, okay? So seven, for the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Jesus Christ did not compromise with evil. He would not negotiate with evil. He was tempted beyond what any of us could possibly be tempted. And always remember, his death wasn't just a fluke, something that just happened. This was a prophecy written, Psalms 22, and right here, he accomplished it himself. And after this, he steadfastly set his face like a flint. He laid down his life himself, but not until the not until his hour. That's the hour, the right hour, written of in the book of John. And this was all prophecy that came to pass. Like I said, it wasn't just some fluke. And he did not, he, he was up on that cross. He did not compromise with evil. He couldn't because he had to set up a kingdom of heaven for us that will not accommodate evil. If Jesus Christ had co compromised with evil, even in the slightest, 
Like if he, if he, if he, if he lied or if he sinned, then the kingdom of heaven would not be valid. It would not be legitimate. He would be a hypocrite. The kingdom of heaven stands and he defeated death. He defeated evil and he defeated sin. And none of us could say that. None of us could do that. He was the only one worthy. Uh, verse 8, he is near that justified me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moths shall eat them up. What's being said here? He said in verse 8, who is my adversary? What a great question. Are you his adversary? Do you question God's word? Do you, do you think, well, some of it's okay, but some of it's not? Well, he came in the volume of the book. He's the living word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word, and the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Emmanuel, God with us, he manifests a little lower than the angels for us to be our teacher, our master, our rabbi, our wonderful counselor. And those seven spirits of God that Isaiah laid out for us. He's the Holy Spirit. Are you going to be an adversary to that? Are you going to be an adversary to the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of strength of the Lord? Look at the strength of the Lord back in verse 3. In verse, uh, verse 3 and verse 4. Um, and the one spirit that no man can ask for. We can ask for those six spirits to dwell within us. Because we are man. We're, we're, man is number six and it is six in the Bible, like we're on the sixth day, and six in the Bible means weakness of man, sins, evil, the evilness of man. Six is the number of man. The seventh, the seventh spirit is the reverence of the Lord. You never ask to be reverenced yourself. You humble in all humility. Jesus Christ did it. Why can't you? What do you think? You can't hide anything from the Lord. He knows your thoughts and intents in real time. He, there's nothing hid that shall not be revealed. And it says in verse 9, Who shall condemn me? Again, are you challenging God's word? And if you challenge God's word to its validity, God has nothing to prove to you. You cannot violate the principles of God without consequence. Whenever and wherever God's word is called into question, Satan is there. Whenever and wherever God's word is challenged, the devil is there. If you ever entertain doubts about God's word, the false prophet is there. If God's word makes you feel uneasy and causes you to express suspicion towards its validity, evil spirits are there infested in your ego, feeding all of your uncertainties, anxieties, and worries. Always remember, the Lord is there for you. His arms are always stretched out. He didn't divorce you. And he didn't uh, sell you. Now, some people are going to say, well, Jeremiah chapter 3, God divorced Israel. Yeah, well, you know what? That just means they've walked away. They've made him so upset, so upset over and over again. He says, fine. You know what? You're not part of the marriage anymore. You're not part of, you can't be my bride anymore. You're just persistent unbelief, persistent imaginative criticism and chronic disobedience. Just three strikes, you're out. And what God's saying, God took them back, though. In Jeremiah chapter 3. So just remember that. So uh, number 10. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant? This word feareth, like we're supposed to go around fearing your father. Like I'm scared of you, so I love you. That's not love. That's, that's like bully love. 
This word fear and feareth, when it's talking about the Lord, is yara, and in the Hebrew language, and it means revere. Do you revere the Lord? And you may fear Him if you're in the wrong. It's like I use the analogy of of the police. If you're driving along and you're and the speed limit's 80 kilometers an hour, and you're doing like 130, and you pass a cop, you're gonna fear. You're going to feel, I hope he doesn't pull me over. I'm going to get a huge ticket. I might even lose my license here. Who knows? That's fear. But if you're just doing the speed limit and, well, you revere the cops. Thanks for keeping the road safe and thanks for doing your job. And there's no anarchy out here in Canada anyway yet. But uh, the fear and revere, you, you revere the Lord. I'm trying my best. Please forgive me. I repent. I repent from my heart. And uh, Okay, so... and. Obey at the voice of his servant. His servant is Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah. He laid down his life for you. On the cross was the most selfless act of love and compassion beyond anyone's comprehension. We can barely comprehend the pain and suffering he feels for all his children in the world. People walking in their own ways, their own lusts, in their own heart. And watch this for next verse, verse 11, but we're, we have to finish verse 10 here. Walketh in darkness and hath no light. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and, and stay upon his God. It's the only way out. God always gives you a way out. You might not like it. It might be a way out where you're not profiting in the ways of the world. You might have to give up a lot of stuff or something like that. Like say you lose your job and you're praying to God, do I, do I have to lose my house? Do I have to lose my car? Do I have to? Well, maybe God's trying to teach you. Maybe you coveted those things too much. And and maybe you coveted the economy. Maybe you had your faith in the economy. Oh, the economy's going to take care of me. It's going to be good. It's going to be... No, it's not. The economy's the root of all evil. It doesn't care about you. As long as, you, as long as you're profitable to the upper echelon, like, for example, the World Bank, who are those people anyway? Maybe you should look that up. Like, as far as Canada is concerned, why does Canada owe, owe so much in interest? To who? And people say, oh, to China. No, they don't. To the United States. No, they don't. They owe it to this upper echelon World Bank, which is just bizarre. It's who is the treasurer of that bank? Satan himself. 11. <clears throat> Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your own fire, and in the sparks that you have kindled, this shall ye have of my hand. You shall lie, you shall lie down in sorrow. Well, this is a great verse. To all those who think they can blaze their own trail through life uh, without God, Listen now, every good time and perceived success will get trumped by disappointment and failure and disillusionment. Proverbs, many ways seems right unto man, but in the end they are the ways of death. Every plan, plot, purpose from the heart of mankind, from the heart and mind of mankind has ended or continues right now in failure with a trail of violations against human rights, Mother Nature's rights, all the evil in the world comes from the human heart of mankind. And God's hand allows for chastisement. Or how else would we ever learn? So you give thanks for chastisement. You give, like you might think, well, I'm doing good. You know, you live in this little, little blip of time, as far as the affairs of time are concerned, and God's giving you the blessing. Uh, there's been no war in my neighborhood. There's, I've been able to keep the same job, and I've, 
I've built this house up and I've built this household and it's my car, my front lawn. It's all mine, my little family here. The divine lesson here is give it up for God. Give thanks to God. Pay homage to God. Worship the Lord. I thank you very much for listening to this podcast, Isaiah chapter 50. Uh, my name is Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. If you could please share this podcast, promote this podcast, anything you could do. Get involved with this little ministry here. It's the Companion Chapel. I'm out here at number 338, side row 28-29, RR5 Paisley, Ontario, Canada, NOG2GO. The phone number here is 509-706-8876. Whatever you can do, I can teach the Bible. That's my only gift. I live in this dilapidated house. If you come up here, yeah, there's somebody living in there. It's me and my little doggy land, all right? We have no electricity, no running water. If you can help promote this uh, ministry, if you're good at administration or social media or whatever you can do to magnify and help broadcast God's word, it'll be an instant blessing for you. Thank you very much. Have a great day and bye for now.